Hi, I'm Francis Tiafo, and you are listening to Functional Tennis Podcast. Welcome to the Functional Tennis Podcast. I'm Fabio Molly, your host. As promised, this week I speak to Francis Tiafo. Last week we found out all about the JTCC and Francis tells us about his days at the JTCC. His dad helped build the centre back in 1999 and then helped maintain it. He got a job there. Francis spent all his time there talking, living, playing and dreaming tennis. He won many junior titles and at 20 won his first ATP title at Delray Beach. He talks about his hero tennis player growing up, Juan Martin Del Potro and beating him, all his hours watching his opponents and watching his own game on YouTube, who his goat is, playing his US buddies on tour today, who he would have played as a junior, and how Stefan Kozlov inspired him, and much, much more. France is super relaxed and provided thoughtful answers. I really hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you do, please share it to your tennis community. As one, it's a super episode with plenty of lessons and advice. Two, Francis and the team at the JTCC are super, super nice. And three, it will help the podcast grow. Before we chat to Francis, a shout out to Slinger, who make the awesome portable ball machine, the Slinger Bag. Check out their new site at slingerbag.com, where they now have a community section with drills ensuring you get the most out of your Slinger Bag. Weekly tips from their team of pros, coaches and experts. Head over to slingerbag.com to check that out. Lastly, we've also updated our own website to run a lot quicker, smoother, and it's mobile friendly. Check it out at functionaltennis.com. And we have 10% off on all orders of the tennis pointer, camera mount, journals, all of our products with the code TFO. That's T-I-A-F-O-E. Okay, let's get chatting to Francis. Hi, Francis. Welcome to the Functional Tennis Podcast. How are you? I'm well. I'm well, how about you? I'm really good. Yeah, really exciting to talk to you. I say this to all guests, but really, really excited to talk to you. So thanks a lot. How's the elbow? The elbow's better. Obviously, I've been quiet on social media and everything. And yeah, I've been working really hard trying to get myself back, get fit and make some, make some changes and adjustments. So yeah, I mean, hopefully I'll, I'll be ready to go. Great. And what's it feel like not being able to be out there compete? I know you want to be like in South America. It's tough. Does it hurt you inside or does it give you more fuel? Kind of both. Obviously, it's tough, right? Because, you know, I'd be in Mexico right now, probably in Acapulco or, you know, Del Rey. And I have a apartment right there, you know, all these tournaments. And you can see guys competing, guys play at a high level. And, and, and you just can't. Your body just is not allowing you, right? It's tough, but it's the name of the game. I think um, in life, you know, I mean... What's life without struggle? I feel like all the struggles you go through is only meant to shape you for your purpose. And maybe this is supposed to happen for maybe something even better to come. So I'm just, you always got to look at it glass half empty. And glass half empty or glass half full? Half full. <laughs> half full. Sorry. Half full. I, as, after, after I said it, I was like, yeah, half full. And Delray Beach, you won your first title there. I did. About four years ago now. Crazy. What's it like going back to a tournament? that you've won, even your junior days. And do you just feel like it's a special place? You feel more at home? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool to go back every year. I mean, I wish I would do better. I lost some court the last couple of years, but it's just nice, man. I mean, I, it's crazy. So many memories on that court, playing on center court. So young, 20 years old. 
a fresh 20 year old and you know i mean my ranking was dropping at the time and i randomly go in a title i beat my i beat my my idol during that week and a ton of other top players so uh, a week to remember for sure and hopefully i can add a couple more titles to the table you had a hell of a year last year beating some top five top five players yeah. uh, it, was it that was it wimbledon it's a pass mm-hmm. rublev some nice ones to put on a resume Nice. And quick, I asked Vesa, what, what should I ask Francis? And he wanted me to ask you, when you go back to the training center there, how do you feel like from, you know, you grew up there, you spent so you spent your whole life there. How does it make you feel when you step back in there now and you go training? I just think it's all love. Like, I think, you know, I mean, there's, there's players, I'm sorry, staff has been here 15 plus, you know, 12, 15 plus and 20 plus. So, and they've, They've seen me grow up at such a young age. Everyone's real with me. Everyone's called a spade a spade. And, and it's, the, it's everyone around. Because you know how it is in an individual sport. And, you know, you have people smile on your face, but in reality don't want to see you really do well. And, you know, shit's not always sweet. And everyone here just generally wants to see me do well, right? Not only, yes, because, I mean, the better I do, the better it makes a club do. I get that. But, you know, they, I grew up here. You know, so they know the backstory. They know everything that, what this means and me doing well and, you know, the opportunity I have to inspire many. And, and so, yeah, and then, and then you know, two things I want to say about this place is that I think it's one of the best academies in the world. You know, for me, every player that comes in here, they're trying to shape you as a person first, athlete second, right? Like morals, discipline, you got to work hard. You know, they're going to put you in tough places, make you work hard. But you got to be a good person, respectful, thoughtful, <laughs> try to do things the right way. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, your character and who you are is way bigger than anything else. They're going to push your character. They're going to push you in tough places. And um, and all that helps you grow as an individual. And then the last thing is this place that taught me to do is always trust my training. Trust what you do day in, day out. Right? Because you're going to be pushed in a tight moment when you're out there competing. And what are you going to have to fall back on? I've been here before. I've, I've been in this dark place before. And I saw light at the end of the tunnel. Right? That's what these guys do, man. They make these kids work hard, man. I haven't said to these guys, what the fuck am I doing this, man? Like this, that, and the other. But but it's only it's only to get you tough, make you better, man. If you don't do it now, you know, like what makes you think you're gonna do it when it when it really counts? Right? So just those are kind of two things I would say about this place and that makes it special and and really authentic. I did speak to Josh, your old trainer. And he did say about you, like on those dark days, like your work ethic is always there, whether you're sick as a dog and off in 100% there mentally, you put in the reps, you get the sets done and always the highest quality on and off the court. So do you attribute a lot of that to obviously the JTCC? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. I think it stemmed from somewhere, right? I grew up here and I think that's where ultimately it came from. If you're going to do it, do it. Do it to the best you can, right? We're already here, right? Yeah. Like, you're already here. You might as well get it in. That's what I always say to myself. And obviously, the work, they've, you know, you've been there, you've learned so much. You won the the, the Ardarash Humanitarian Award in 2020 for such, what were you, 22 at the time? For, for such a young guy. It's not normally the young guys who win those awards. Yeah. I mean, it was a crazy time in life, you know, pandemic, racial injustice. That, I mean, that's been going on. It's only now it's been is being videotaped. So I mean, it was kind of the perfect storm. I mean, seeing people come together, and I thought if you weren't able to come out then, when would you? Right? Then it was the perfect time to, for me to, you know, use my platform, 
everybody has a platform. It doesn't matter how big or small it is. Everyone has a place to say what's on your mind and, you know, social media and where it's going right now. Look at you, you know, having podcasts and, you know, talking about whatever. Everyone has that kind of space, whether or not you want to use it to do the right thing. And that's all it really was. Nice. And going back to, obviously, your story is well documented, growing up in the centre as a six-year-old sleeping in the club. Did you love those days as a young kid with your twin brother, your dad, working there? Yeah, man. It's funny, though, right? People ask me, yeah, man, must have been, must have been tough, must have been crazy. Like, you know, like you're around all these kids and, you know, senators and, you know, Russian ambassadors, kids and, you know, this, that, and the other. And you're kind of always odd man out, you know, like guys coming with the newest Nike stuff and ripping off, you know, this, that, and the other. You're using demo rackets, you're coming with cargo pants, cargo shorts, and playing. I said, as a kid, it's not like, you know, people come up to me and say that, but, I don't know anything else, right? It's not like I had the other alternative, right? Like, like this is what it was. So it wasn't like, oh, this is so tough. This is that's just what it was. And I'm not as a kid. You're not feeling sorry for yourself. You're not like, oh my god, I'm in like a tough situation. Like, obviously, there was times we began made fun of and things like that. But that's just part of that's part of the process, part of the journey. All right. I'm saying that those times were easy, but ultimately, I loved it. No, I like for me, I was sitting there like, man. I'm out here playing tennis for free. I get to play against kids from all over. I get to, you know, see my dad every day after school. And I was in a cool area, meet a bunch of people, talk, meet parents. A lot of people I met through tennis is crazy. And, you know, you just build relationships and, you know, build great relationships through tennis. Got a lot of close friends through it. And, yeah, I mean, it was, it was unbelievable growing up. And I always had someone with me. I always had my twin brother. I was never there alone. I was, you know, bros over there with me. So it was love, man. It was love all the way through. Did you have some epic battles with him growing up on the court? Yeah. We played a lot of times. It was, it was just always fun. Always fun to have him next to me. And then what was it like? Obviously, you start getting good. You were good as a young kid. You won all the major, you know, Liz Petisa. You won the Orange Bowl. You are winning national titles. When did you decide or when did you believe you could be a you well, you wanted to be professional, and when did you believe you could be a you know a top pro out there? You could be on the way to winning Grand Slams. Well, I wanted to. Everyone wants to, right? You know what I mean? Oh yeah, it's, come on, it's a dream. Yeah, but there must be a stage where you really believe this is what I'm going to do. When I wanted to, and and started thinking it was kind of realistic at like eleven, twelve, and then fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, I was like, okay, like. Then you went up to the you're 14, 13, I went, I lost in the semis, 14, I won it, 15, I won the Orange Bowl, 18s, I'm like, all right, fuck, that was really out of left field. Now you allow media coverage, this, that, and the other. But at that moment, I was like, yeah. You know, that week, I was like, I'm going to be a pro. Like, straight up, for sure. This is what I need to be doing. I just, and, you know, but I feel like, you know, for me, at such a young age, I understood the assignment, meaning I took myself out of it. I looked every, I looked what was around me. Mom was a nurse working two jobs, two different jobs, sometimes working over through the nights. I had to stay at College Park. Pops was working, doing maintenance, had maintenance, working stupid hours through the night. So I'm like, all right, you know, you have the opportunity to play tennis. You know, these guys are, these guys are grinding for you and your brother to get to live 
fucking that food on the table and 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 the whole nine. So I'm saying, so I took myself out of the equation. I'm like, okay, so what 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 is tennis? Like, what does that really mean to you? What is your why? Right? And I was just like, yeah, great. I mean, I can go to, go to college, get a, get a full scholarship. Okay, great, cool. And go to UNC. I could go to A and M. I could go to where Georgia. You, you never. Or, you know, I could be a pro. Be opportunity makes thousands of millions of dollars. Take care of my mom and dad. Let let them stop working endless hours and and things like that. And put not only myself, them, and hopefully inspire many kids and get to a stage where everybody's taken care of because I play the game of tennis and I was introduced to this game. What what avenue makes more sense and sounds better? Everyone has a story. Everyone has a like your life is a book. And then at the end of it, how good was the book? (laughs) I want the book to be pretty fucking good. So I'm going to go this way. Growing up, I was was super curious. Always really curious. And and that was kind of my motivation. Nice. At Functional Tennis, we are all about helping your tennis game get 1% better every day. That's why our match and practice journals are a great tool to have in your gear bag. The Functional Tennis match and practice journals help you plan and evaluate your matches and practice sessions. It includes goal setting, quotes, pressure tests and more. It's used by players of all ages and levels and it's a great way to get away from your phone and focus in on your game. To learn more, visit functionaltennis.com. And if you ask me, it doesn't sound like you actually had a player that really inspired you. It all came from somewhere much deeper than that. But was there a player who inspired you that you really looked up to? And we're going to get back to your YouTube videos in a sec. But is there anybody who stood out? Yeah, I mean, Delpo definitely. Delpo definitely. Did Delpo he? was one of my biggest idols. Because, yeah. you know, my coach was talking about him when I was younger. You know, how he's, you know, he would serve, he forehand, he backhand. He played big and that's why my coach kind of wanted me to play. Argentinian guy, you know, big tall. I wasn't gonna be tall like that, but I knew I could play like <laughs> big like that. And you guess to see, because at that time it was Fed Rafa, Novak one one. But to see him win a slam that early, when like dudes was not doing that, unless he was like Fed Rafa, Novak got one. So it was like, I thought I was crazy. I was like, that's nuts. Like you just don't do that. Like you don't beat Fed and Rafa at the semis final. Like you just don't do that. And I was like, wow, that, that was that was pretty inspirational. And I after that, I was like, and I remember in 08, he was the first person to sign my ball as a kid, oh, City yeah. Open in DC. And I was like, this kid, this guy's my idol. It just shows that you know players giving back to kids, you know, signing balls and that you could be the first player to do that. They build long term fans, which is amazing. Like every ball you sign, you're building kids who absolutely look up to you for the rest yeah. of your life because you know you made you gave them a bit of time but you beat Del Potro I don't know where it was but what did it feel like to beat him <laughs> crazy man like it was a crazy match like you know I served a stupid amount of aces and you know, I played I played lights out but yeah I mean 7-5 in the third and I remember I hit a huge serve and he hit a Barely got a racket on. I had a before on top of that, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm about to beat him. And then hit the winner, and I was so pumped up. Huge, come on, and I just couldn't believe it. it was super emotional, man. I was, like, looking at the guy. I was like, so I just shook his hand. I said, thank you, man. Like, like you, you, you made me believe I could do this. Like, you know, you broke the mold. And crazy. Wow. 
That's amazing. And a lot of people talk about his foot. They call him the hammer with his forehand. How big is his forehand? Like, it's it's stupid. Not many guys, you know, I like my forehand. You know, if I'm, I'm back myself in my forehand. Not many guys where I'm like, yeah, I have a, I have a mid-court forehand. I could run them and have to the open space of the forehand. Probably want to go back to the back end. Like, <laughs> like yeah, it's that good, man. It's just that dangerous. good. And speaking of players you used to look up, I heard that when you were a junior, you used to watch a load of tennis on YouTube. You'd come in then on tennis court, you'd try and imitate Sampras, Agassi, all the players. Do you think watching so much tennis on YouTube, then going out and trying stuff on court really helped you to, you know, you can play all the shots? Yeah, and I guess something kids like, do is do it nowadays, man. Like, I, I used to just, yeah. Like, I would watch a lot of YouTube. I'd sit in the lobby at the club watch a lot of tennis man like understand the game yeah like i'll see sam preserve i'll go and try it i can see their backhands their returns why are they that good i want to know why i don't want to just like i was never the type of be like oh man he's got five in the world that's crazy yeah it is but why you know what i'm saying and i think that's why i was always i was always able like i seen fed play hewitt hitting the short slice well why is he doing that Against him, particularly, clearly he doesn't like it, right? So like, just, 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 nobody, not many just, do. Just, yeah, not many do. Just, just, but it was just little, little things, little tendencies. So when I'm playing these guys, I know what they like to do. I'm playing Delpo. I know he loves that T serve on the deuce. I know he loves that running forehand going cross court. Like, I, like I know these things. So when I'm playing him, it's funny because I'm like, I've, I've seen him do it so many times. And then to speak about now, when I'm playing the current guys, like Tsitsipas. Mm. Rublev, on them dudes, man. It's a very, I study these dudes, man. I study them. Like, I used to love the game. And it's not even more so for them. I study myself, my tendencies. Because, I mean, watching, game is, watching the game is half of it, I feel like. It's filming, and now you can think about these things in real time because you've seen it. Let's say you play somebody new who, an up-and-comer, not much YouTube video of them. Is it actually much tougher to play these guys Absolutely. But those that's just a come with experience, right? Because they're young dudes. They're going to come up and play inspired. What a storm. Sometimes it gets that nice, but what a storm. Make them adapt to you, right? But yeah. And I mean, some younger guys are still good. I mean, yeah, like Rafa, when he came out, Alcaraz is like that right now. Right. I only heard this today. Rafa back in Alcraz's age was the year he won the most ATP Tour titles. He won 11 that year when he was 18, 19. Rafa. Which is, yeah, that's the year he won the most ATP Tour titles when he was 18. I think 18, but it was the same age as Alcraz now, which is absolutely crazy. Yeah, it was stupid. Like, it was stupid. Yeah, 11. Speaking of Rafa and these guys, who's your GOAT? I mean, this is tough, right? I mean, because... <laughs> I'm I'm still going Raj. I'm still going Raj from like the whole to paint the whole picture with it, right? Stupid on all services, could play all the shots, made the game look so easy. Great ambassador for the sport, but then again, it's like Rafa was crazy. I mean, Rafa 21. I mean, Rafa. The amount of respect I have for him is to do what he did. Two sets of love down, three two love forty. I mean, you're talking about. Three match points. He gets broken errors over. And he knew it. Everyone knows it. And to do it at 35, dude was talking about quitting tennis, bro. 
Mm-hmm. And then Novak, what he's doing, it's just hard, man. Like, it's just, it's uh, pick your poison. Because, <laughs> I mean, obviously Novak's going to do his stuff, but, like, whatever ends up happening, I mean, he could have, like, 25. I mean, he's not he's not slowing down at all. You know, Rafa, there's a ticking bomb on it, but you people say that, but you just want the screen open. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's... It's crazy. I I do remember, this is kind of weird, I think it was 2019, I was at Wimbledon in Orangi Park, and you happened to be beside me, you don't remember this, but I think Feder was practicing, I'm not sure who you're with, but I could hear you talk, and you were like, oh my God, just, you know, you were like, in awe of Feder, and I was like, this is crazy, this is like a professional, you know, like a top player up and coming and Feder is inspiring him so much hearing what you whatever the sentence you said and I was just like it's just crazy to hear a pro player watching like Feder train and what you were just saying with I don't who I'm not sure who you're with you're the tennis pals and I was just like whoa that's crazy and that's why I want to ask you that question because I was just curious who you'd say but there's not many people I met a lot of people obviously I've gotten Celebrity, whatever you want to call it, you know, recognition. Mm-hmm. Been in rooms with a lot of people, but he's got his aura with him, man. Like, you're like, damn, that's fed. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy. Serena's got it. Some people just got that shit, man. It's like, it's crazy. Like, you're like, this dude is special. This dude, he's like that. Yeah. Yeah, whether he's on a court or not on a court, he sort of has that. Yeah. Speaking of, I don't know, special, do you remember that you have a video that does the rounds on Instagram every year? I tend to post it once a year. Your banana slice video with Felix. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah that was crazy. That was crazy. And I have the high, one of the followers took it and it's the high def version of it that more recently I came across, which is amazing. And we need to see more videos like that. You hitting the crazy slice with the other guys because people go ape shit for that excuse my french there but yeah it's one of the videos you know it's, it's up there with the top 10 videos that you can repost anytime and it, people go mad for it yeah that's wild man that's wild. that's pretty cool what advice do you have for junior players out there who dream of being professional probably that kind of the things we're speaking about like right like i mean love the game because it'll, it'll show it's tough it's not easy living out of suitcases a lot traveling the world not with your family all the time so you got to love it. You got to love it. Second, I would say try and play as much tennis as you can. You know, I don't care who it is, what time it is. It's just simple math. The more you're out there, you know, you're only meant to be get, get better. It's just out there, you know, and just be coachable. Really take it in. And also be your own coach, right? Watch tennis. Watch film. Watch yourself. Understand why things are happening. So when you're playing, you understand why you're winning points, why you're losing points. Okay, this guy likes this at this particular moment. Be a student of the game. And the last thing, be an absolute dog when you're competing. Like, it's got to, like, losing. Like, you got to hate losing more than you love to win. Especially growing up. Like, winning was cool. It was cool. Like, I mean, it always is. But growing up, I just hated to lose. Hated, I couldn't fathom it. Hated it. And winning was like, all right, carry on with the day. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But come out with that mentality, everything starts making sense. Well, thank you very much. Just one last question. You grew up with, you know, Kozlov, Fritz, Noah Rubin, and I'm sure there's many more players who, some of them still playing the tour now. 
what's it like when obviously you've a great friendship with those guys so it must be great to still see them in the in the locker room in the restaurant what's it like when you play them is is there just an extra bit of spice there it's funny it's played each other so many times know each other so well i love playing against other american guys that's cool last couple of times i've played lots of american guys yeah no i mean it, it's cool it's all good blood i mean and we just battle. We don't. It's it's cool because we don't want to lose to each other, but we have a ton of respect for mm. each other, right? So I mean, we're definitely trying a little harder than normal. You just want to get that thing done. But yeah, no, it's good. It's good. I'm happy. I uh, I'm happy. Like you know, you you push it. You push the envelope because it only helps the other guys, and you only want to keep the standard higher and higher. Riley's playing great. Tommy's playing great. Fritz, Kozlov, seeing him, seeing him, his resurgence has been crazy. You know, like he's a guy that. He is the reason I am where I am today. I can easily say that. I chased him for years growing up. It was always like, I need to get to his level. I need to be better than him. Is he four years older than you? Is no, that... we're the same age. Oh, same age. Sorry. But he, uh, Sorry. Yeah, I'm actually a month older. And he, but he was always playing up. That's why people think he's older. He's always playing up. He's always doing stupid stuff. 14, he makes quarters of Wimbledon juniors. He's just doing stupid stuff. And so... Yeah, I mean, he's so talented, so gifted with the racket in his hand. To see him do well now, because a lot of guys slept on him, said he doesn't have it anymore, he's done, he's this, he's that. I was like, man, I, told, I would tell him all the time, man, like, bro, like, you still got it, man. Like, fix whatever you're going through and just believe it, man. Like, you're like that. Like, you're that good. Well, you've Max Cressy in the mix now as well. Max Cressy. I actually, to be honest with you, I really don't know him at all. He, he went to UCLA. My girlfriend went to UCLA, but I man, I've talked to him maybe once or twice in my life, other than like high, like a real conversation, mm. other than high and by. But seeing him do well is crazy. I mean, I yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have said he's gonna be your girlfriend. Was she an NCAA champ? She was an NCAA champ. Yeah, they. No. Max Cressy and Keegan Smith won NCAs in 2019, and she won it with Gabby Andrews in 2019. So. Well, and mm. do, do you hit with her a little bit? Does she be like? Come on, Francis, let's get out there and hit. Yeah, she's the worst, man. She's so competitive, like, <laughs> cheating me and stuff. We always get in arguments. It starts off funny, but then we get pissed at each other. Hooking it. Yeah, hooking me and all that. <laughs> like, it's just like, oh, my God. But I love it. No, it's fun. It's fun. I mean, uh, it's nice, though, like, to, to be able to talk tennis with her and, uh, and she understands it, you know, like, it's, that's, that helps me a lot. Sometimes I'll be down and out and, speak to her and it's not foreign to her she knows what I'm talking about well Francis thank you very much I appreciate your time I hope to see you back soon on the court and keep it going and keep putting in the, you're only a young lad so keep it going keep chasing it and thank you very much thanks man appreciate it you'll be alright alright really hope you enjoyed the episode it was really a special episode for me to speak to Francis. His answers were so thoughtful he took his time answering them and really hope you gain a lot from that episode some lessons there for all of us there and if you did enjoy it please tap the share button on your podcast player it means a lot to us I'll be back next week with Zach the foot doctor to speak all things feet and shoes bye bye <laughs>